0: Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast. We're so happy you're here today to learn about how to create fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your small business. And today we're going to dive into productivity in a way that you may not expect at all. So just hang tight. You're going to experience something pretty cool. And it's one of my favorite topics. (laughs) (laughs) So, hi, business rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I am your host for today. I'm a tenured master business coach and growth strategist for 20 years now. I am the CEO of Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., the coaching practice specializing in guiding small businesses to optimize business performance and leadership. And if you haven't heard this yet, I'm all about improving The underserved small business sector. And I honestly believe that the small businesses are the accelerant of our economy, so much so that inadvertently, oh, about five years ago or so, I unexpectedly founded a number one best selling business book series for small businesses. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But most importantly, I would like for you to know that, like all good things that happen, I didn't do it alone. I invited tenured experts to join me in the authoring process, and today we have with us one of our tenured experts, one of our newest number one international best-selling business authors, Carlton Hoskins. Welcome.
1: Hi, Maggie. How are you? It's good to be back.
0: Oh, I know. Isn't this fun? We get to have another round dropping wisdom bombs all over the place. (laughs) For small businesses. This is beautiful. Everyone, it's really important that you know who Carlton Hoskins is because he does something really cool. He teaches small business owners about um, how to move through their business much more successfully because he created a system to identify and smash through your business growth roadblocks. And he did this so you can beat the death rate statistics. We're going to have to talk about that, what that really means. The death rate statistics and achieve more than, oh, let's say a quarter million in annual revenue. I'm thinking right now, anyone who's listening to that might be saying, yes, please. How do we do this? So welcome.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me, Maggie. It's always a pleasure to be here. And yes, that is the mission. And uh, we'll talk about all of the stats and all of the great stuff. It's just always good to see you and be present.
0: Yes, let's rock it out. So we introduce you saying that you can help small businesses beat the death rate statistics. So before we freak everybody out about death rate, can you tell us what death rate means and what is the statistic?
1: Absolutely. And that's a great question. Um, the Department of Labor calls the death rate um, when a business starts out, it registers, gets an EIN registers with the secretary of state. That's it that's the birth of a business, uh, right? or the business entity, if you will, when that business goes out of business, they no longer file taxes. The name is suspended. They don't have any ownership or interest in that company anymore. That is the death rate of the business. The business ceases to exist. Plunk Kapui. No It is Kerplunk Kerpluy. It It is gone. It is over. And um, unfortunately, for the last 30 plus years, that rate has been consistent with 76% or more businesses going kerplunk kapui within the first 10 years of in operations. And three out of four businesses not succeeding is not a good rate
0: no that isn't because that only means one out of four is, that ha, is right. see reverse math we can do that math. is right <laughs> so if everyone was with us on that you just passed the first math test for today <laughs> 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 thank you great school teacher then <laughs> mom and dad okay so so let's talk about this a little bit because um This is now your third episode in your mini-series on our our podcast. In the first episode, you talked about failure not being required in business. And there's this misunderstanding of failure versus falling. Okay. Right. Now, okay. What's the difference? Just really quickly.
1: Well, really quickly, failure is your business. You hit a bump, you go out of business, your business shuts down. Falling is you hit a bump, you make a mistake, you pick yourself back up, you learn from your mistake. you move on. Your business is still alive.
0: Okay, great. Now everyone that's episode 208, go back and listen to it because Carlton impacts it really uh, beautifully and sets you up for success. So you don't have that failure thing happening as most people like to embrace. I don't know why, but they do. Um, (laughs) And we talk about that in that episode.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, then in our second podcast episode uh, in your mini series, which was um, number 217, we discussed the Mad Hatter Method. Oh, and how business owners are wearing multiple hats in their business and that's not so good either, right?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so again that's episode 217. Um and today we're going to shift the conversation a little bit. I'd like to talk more about how business owners can increase their chances of success and avoid failure. So, Carlton what is one of the biggest issues that business owners face from what you have experienced in all of your conversations with them?
1: That is an awesome question. Um, And Maggie, just to kind of give some context to the audience that's listening, just know that I've spent over 18,000 hours researching these issues um, when this all began. So there are several issues that business owners face and with the death rate of businesses still at or above seventy-six percent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: an argument can easily be made that nothing is actually working. I mean, it's been there <laughs> for thirty years, right? So sure. obviously, nothing's working. So uh- one thing we know for sure is there's no silver bullet. There's no one. There's no one thing solves all the problems. Uh, uh, but in my opinion, there are a few major issues. Um, or macro components
0: mm, that, okay.
1: that, that once addressed, results in a healthier, brighter, stronger, more successful business. Okay, um,
0: I can't wait. Bring it on. Bring it on. What's <laughs> the one we're going to talk about today? Because there's many. Okay, and there's
1: many, but I, I see this one in the top five, and this one is what we call sequencing.
0: <laughs> oh, you're speaking my love language, baby. <laughs> Okay. Sequencing. Oh, this is so fun. When you say sequencing, tell our (laughs) listeners what you mean. Awesome. So
1: sequence, as it
0: denotes to the name,
1: is simply placing things in order in which to tackle the business development tasks. And I'm being very specific here when I say business development tasks. I'm not talking about your day-to-day tasks. I'm not talking about, do you go running before you go to breakfast? Do you go to the office before you drink water? I'm not talking about (laughs) your daily tasks. I'm talking about the business's development. So for example, when we're starting a business, many business owners run out and they register a business name, they file an EIN, they buy a domain name, they create business cards, yada, yada, yada. And typically in that order is something very close to that sequence. Um, that's what I mean when I'm talking about sequencing, when to do these steps in the development of the business.
0: Okay. So we have all these things that we do that need to be done. And a lot of times people just do whatever somebody tells them to do when they tell them to do it, or when they think of it instead of setting themselves up for success. Right. That is absolutely true. Okay. So this makes sense to me, and I know this to be true with my 20 years of helping small business owners, (laughs) that um, they don't understand the power of sequence. Okay, it's an amplifier. So this makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about how does this lack of sequence impact success, or should we say supports failure?
1: Hmm. Support failure would be absolutely the correct way I would look at that. And someone called me a Debbie Downer or look at things from a negative perspective. But I learned when I was trading in the market long ago that if I could figure out the worst trading program possible and figure out how to lose all my money in the market, if I just flipped it over on its head, and did the opposite, I would be a complete success, right? So okay. If I could lose ninety nine percent of the time, I could just do the opposite and win ninety nine percent of the time. Really, Makes just simple math. Mm-hmm. So, simple math that, again. Simple <laughs> math again. If you got it, you graduated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, we're
0: having too much fun. I think.
1: <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, Maggie. The the impact that it has is putting things out of order. And so let's think about the development of a business like, mm, let's say building a house. Okay. Right? First, you have to create the blueprint. And then next, you know, you figure out where the water, where the gas lines are. They have to be in their proper location. Then here comes the concrete guys or, or you know, the trucks that are going to come in, they're going to pour the foundation. And if you didn't know that the concrete gets poured after they've identified where the water and the gas lines are, You'll, it'll start making sense on why that is so relevant,
0: <laughs> right? Yes, yes.
1: Uh, you know, and they keep going in this process, in this particular sequence, until the house is completed. Well, just pause and imagine if builders didn't follow any specific sequence at all. Let's say they started by pouring the foundation. In this example, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have had a blueprint. They don't know how much to pour. They don't know how thick to pour it. They don't know if there's a basement or not. They don't know where the water is or where the gas lines will come into the house. And just to add a little bit more complexity to this situation, (laughs)
0: let's
1: just throw in the fact that the builders were really adamant and they wanted to hurry up and get things done. So they decided to get the roof done next.
0: So... here we are <laughs> you're talking to somebody who knows about house building <laughs> okay so and if
1: those who are following along just get a piece of paper and just draw what you're what you're hearing as i'm talking so you yeah. can get a visual of this yeah you'll see very quickly that the result of this would be a huge mess the roof would be laying on a foundation without walls the foundation would have no gas lines no water lines Some would say this is not a sustainable house. I'm going (laughs) to argue to say some would not call this a house at all.
0: Okay, I love this, and I can't wait till my husband listens to this because he tries to hack success. Like (laughs) when you hack a system, you hack your success. And Mm. and when that whole hack thing started, ah, I don't know, in the the last ten years or so, yeah, it's it's been driving me crazy. And I'm like, don't hack. Any system, because anytime you hack a system, you hack success. So that's what you're saying, right?
1: There's a system
0: to building a home. And if you do it out of sequence, because you think you can take a shortcut or like, ah, we don't need to put those lines in first before we lay the concrete down. uh, Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this, this house has just become a really big, huge mess, right? Absolutely. So... Is there a sequence that small business owners need to follow? Because clearly you've shared that there is with building a home.
1: Well, absolutely. And um, Maggie, to your question, which is a great question, I think as far back as I can remember, when I started my business and I received an EIN or registered my company, the Department of Labor, the Small Business Administration, nor any other organization did not mail me a handbook and say okay, here is (laughs) the blueprint for building a successful and sustainable business. (laughs) Follow these steps. No one did
0: that. You're right. I didn't get that either.
1: I, I didn't get that. But if I get a new sticker for my car, I get something in the car that tells me how to put the sticker on the car. But I registered a business and it doesn't tell me how to run a business. So, okay, fair enough. So the first thing a business owner needs to do is whether they've been in business for eight years, 12 years, 10 years, nine years, 10 or doesn't matter. It is imperative to identify the life cycle stage of the business because it has an age. um, And I know that majority of the business life cycle stages are theoretical. So people are just saying, well, I'm in this stage because I feel like I want to grow. So I'm in the growth stage. Oh, I just started. So I'm in the startup stage. And uh, I feel like expanding and getting another store, so I think I'm going to be in the expansion stage. <laughs> you know, that's like your nine year old waking up and going, "Dad, Mom, you know what? I feel like a senior today. Can you just drop me at the high school? I'm going to just go to high school today."
0: <clears throat> that's a great, great analogy, Mr. King of Analogies. That one <laughs> is appropriate for this because. There's other stuff you're going to tell us. And you already did, actually. You shared some of this in your earlier episodes, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But now we're talking about sequence in the life cycle, right? The hmm. business's life cycle. So we're compounding these wonderful, not even concepts, they're, they're practices, right? Absolutely. It's a methodology. Absolutely. So how do, how do we do all this? You know, do we, because I, I think you're going to say quick guessing, right?
1: Well, yeah, you know, that's going to be the words that come out of my mouth because we can't guess, right? We, we, we can't, I, I love, you know, you say I'm the king of analogies, but every time I think about business owners and, and cause won. I'm, I'm one of them. I did the same mistakes. I ran into a hundred walls trying to figure it out. Yes. And I would self diagnose my business because I thought I knew everything that I needed to know <laughs> to make a successful business. And I felt like a nine year old walking into a doctor telling them that I had heart failure. I'm like, what? And the doctor's looking at the nine year old going, Why? And I said, Well, because my head hurts. What? Mm. Well, yeah, I saw it on TV that if your head hurts, that was, you know, and that's the typical thing. You business need brain program. surgery. <laughs> I need brain surgery. Go house. Okay. (laughs) So the idea, the idea is understanding where practically the business is in a life cycle stage, and then understanding that you have to go find a life cycle stage model that provides the practical steps. Keep in mind, if there are no practical steps in the life cycle stage, then what is the life cycle stage for?
0: Okay. So- So let's do this. Let's talk about this for a moment. So a business owner um, needs to determine which life cycle stage they are in and um, use that as a practical model to advance their business. Then follow the steps. I don't want to say, is that it? But maybe can you just refresh us as to what the life cycle stages are so we understand that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's five life cycle stages. Those are seed, startup, growth, expansion, and maturity.
0: Okay, hold on. What's the difference between seed and startup?
1: Oh my gosh, good question. So seed is really the idea stage where you're formulating the idea. This stage is the largest stage of all five stages because there is so much work that needs to be done before the the business begins.
0: Oh, before. So this before. is this is like a lot of strategy and, and thinking through things like uh, Covey says, begin with the end in mind.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. And many business owners, Maggie, to that point that I've met that's been in business for, oh, my gosh, a year, 12 years, 15 years, generating $50,000 a year, $12 million a year, $19 million a year. They go in and they figure out the life cycle stage that they're in, and they think they're in growth and expansion, and they're doing all these wonderful things, and they take an assessment, and seven minutes later, they realize they're still in the seed stage. And what that means is they've jumped out of the seed stage, and they've left oodles and boodles of things undone.
0: Right. They They left a lot of holes in their business.
1: Absolutely. And it just follows them. So then when they feel the turbulence in their business, they're wondering, why has COVID impacted me so much? Why has the loss of this particular manager impacted me so much? Why is hiring hurting me so bad? Why am I unable to maintain myself? Because you left holes in your business when you started building.
0: In different, so, in different life cycle stages absolutely. along the way. So Even though they, they have revenue, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, And they can have a lot of revenue, but still be in seed.
1: Here's the reality in a business, an M&A uh, expert and I were talking the other day and we had this conversation. The term, the bigger they are, the harder they fall is so true in business. Business owners look at term and business and revenue as their marker for success. The bigger, the harder, the harder they fall. I know companies they're generating $11 million that, oh my gosh. It just took one trip over a stone and their business was gone. Where a business at $2,000 or $5,000 a month, was, eh, you know, I could probably go and maintain my company, but you can't stop 11 million from falling. It's a harder stop. It's it's grabbing the roof, you know, it's kind of like trying to catch the, uh, of the roof falling on your head in your house or trying to catch a 20-story building.
0: Right. You know. Right. It, to your point, and then I'll I'll get back to my question. To your point, when I first started doing research for volume one in our book series, I interviewed with a bunch of CPAs hmm. nationally known. And one of them said to me, Maggie, you would be amazed at how many businesses are on the verge of bankruptcy. Hmm. And they, they have all the bells and whistles, the smoke is up, the curtains are up, everything looks like they're really, really big and they're crushing it and they're generating, uh, they could be generating a lot of revenue, but most of them don't know what to do with it because they don't have solid business practices. And, and I'm like, yeah, they, they don't have the foundation. That is true. And they were saying, it's more than you ever could imagine. Hmm. And I, I said, so we're talking in the 90s. And they said, yes, 90%. And they said, I won't tell you what 90%. But <laughs> And right. I, I was just like, wow. And he said, so even the big names, they're mm-hmm. not some are okay some are doing business really well and they took the time to do this they said but most are not and that that was really disappointing to me and that was that was like oh burst my little bubble of what i thought of business success and then when i heard this echoed through several other interviews i was like oh my gosh they're missing the points that mm. they need to build a foundation. So let's get back to your um, practical life cycle stage model that you have. You shared the five stages with us. So somebody just like follows the steps, is that it?
1: Yes, that, that is. That you lay out? Oh my gosh, that, that, that's it. Just, it's like using a GPS to travel. Okay. First, the system asks you to turn on your locator so it can identify where you are okay um then it asks where are you going where's your (laughs) destination where are we trying to take you right that's your goal that's your mission that's your vision next it maps out the course to your destination all right so in order to get to your mission this is the direction we need to go and then finally it gives you turn by turn directions to get you to that selected destination whatever that is in your mind because some business owners They don't wanna make a Fortune 500 company. They don't wanna have an IPO. They don't wanna go public. They just want their business big enough to take care of their family or themselves. Or maybe they do want a multi-billion dollar company. Whatever it is, the roadmap is the same. When you get off, it's just up to the individual, but there's still a sequence of steps to get there. Right. So in business, I tend to stick to to the GPS. So I follow my own dog food. I'm not just telling people what to do. I actually do this with our own company. And we've done very well doing it. Okay. Um, But I gotta admit, when I'm driving Maggie, I don't really follow the GPS very well. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm one of those guys who kind of turns left because I think I know where I'm going. Um, and to that point, I'm sure there's many business owners who are quite opposite, right? They don't want to get lost while they're driving, so they follow the directions. But in business, well, they tend to make the directional changes because they think like I did, I know the next step, or I don't like what it is, it's boring, it doesn't interest me, um, or, to my point, they don't have a GPS to follow.
0: Right, right. Or they may, and they digress, which means you take a scenic detour. Matter of fact, um, Episode two nineteen, which I did about new projects. It's about progression, regression, and digression mm. of, of fulfilling your intention. And it's exactly what you're saying, just applying it generally instead of specifically to business. However, it's definitely business applicable. Um, right. You know, so so this is a truism because it's applied to many things. And I I love this. So you take a scenic detour. And you find out, (laughs) whoops, (laughs) right? And gee, it didn't get me exactly where I wanted to be. But you have the guide that says, Oh, well, if you're here on the journey, this is where you need to be right now. So maybe you took the scenic detour, and you did something over in a different um, stage in your life cycle but that's that's not going to help and make everything right long term might have been a quick fix for something right or a quick hit maybe not even a fix but all of a sudden something wonderful happened but it was circumstantial and that's what people Hmm. don't understand it's circumstantial instead of part of the business uh, makeup
1: right Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So,
0: so here you're saying stick to it. Just stick to it, because that's where the success is.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. All of the companies that we see or we admire, whether it's Tesla or Jeff Bezos over at Amazon, they all had a roadmap that they followed. Right. We don't know it. They, you know, and as entrepreneurs and business owners, we jump up and think. We solve problems. We put out fires. We are expert fire people. We will put out a fire in a minute. But then when we're not putting out a fire, what are we doing? We're not following a path. We're not following a process. We're taking just, scenic detours. We're taking <laughs> scenic detours and see what fires I can put out, right? I yeah. don't even know what area I'm putting a fire in. I just need to put a fire out because it makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing or I'm busy, right? It's, but it goes back to failure not being required.
0: Yes, yes. And the beautiful thing about scenic detours, if you're, if you're working with this analogy of your GPS getting you to a destination is it doesn't necessarily mean you have to start over at the very, very, very beginning. You don't need to get a new EIN. You don't need to get a new website. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to start from the beginning. You just jump back on where you need to be absolutely, so you can continue to progress That's instead right. of have a circumstantial
1: win. That's right. Your GPS would say rerouting, recalculating,
0: recalculating, yep.
1: and it would get you back on path. And, and that's what we need to do as business owners. Um, I noticed that we, I watch to see what business owners are looking for in solutions. And I ask, what are your major issues? And mm-hmm. none of them says, I don't know where I'm going.
0: <laughs> You're right. They don't.
1: No one says, oh, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what direction I'm going. They all think they know where they're going, so they tell you what the problem is in the direction that I'm going. I'm going in this direction, so I need more marketing. I'm going in this direction, so I need more money. I need more sales. I need more labor. I need more time. I need more patience. I need more this, and they need to figure out: Are you on the right path? Because you may not need that right now.
0: Yeah, that may be what the scenic detour needs. Hmm. But not correct. But not the path for success. That is absolutely true. So think about that one for a moment. Yes.
1: That's the mindset, Maggie, that I would love. That's my vision. When business owners start seeing the world through what is the true path of my business rather than what thing can I do to hurry up and get to money?
0: It happens everywhere. It It happens to businesses that are successful, that are struggling. It's just what we do because we're busy doing instead of pulling back and strategizing what is best to do. Hmm. And I'm not saying don't do, but strategize what's best. Get where you need to be. So you can have the win. You can have the victory. I love this. So Carlton, for business owners who truly want to fall forward, going right back to the very beginning of our conversation, and not fail forward, what can they begin doing today to begin or start their sequencing?
1: Well, Maggie, first, I'm going to use your famous quotes. Slow down to accelerate. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing they need to do. Slow down. Stop chasing shiny objects. All right. Um, they have to determine, you need to de- they need to determine the life cycle stage of their business. Today, current. Okay. From an, object- from an objective perspective, because it's the life cycle stage that dictates which action steps that need to be taken.
0: Okay, I'm with you. And this makes sense if everybody listens to 2000, uh, episode 208 and 217. Right. And, so, and, and or should we say read your chapter in the book? Read the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Volume five, You you go through this very pragmatically for everybody to understand. Pragmatic sequence. Okay. That's so right. everybody gets very clearly. Oh, this is what I do. And this is how I do it. And this is why I do it.
1: That's it. Okay. That's it. It's paint by numbers. Building a business should be paint by numbers. Either you have a good product or you don't.
0: Either you oh, can service the market or you can. not If Carlton, you can, paint by numbers. You are making me laugh because everybody thinks their business is unique. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, you don't understand well, my business is unique. I don't have to do all that. Well,
1: you know, unique is an interesting word, right? So
0: (laughs) That's unique.
1: (laughs) You might have a unique logo, uh, a unique color to your Coke Zero. Um, You know, maybe your service does something with a little bell and a whistle. That's a little bit different. But the structure of the business model is paint by numbers. It is. We have to remember that business is separate from product and product is separate from
0: owner. Amen. Okay, now I, I talk all the time and say, there's a science to business and that's the same for every business. It's the art mm. that you put on top of that science that makes you unique. So um, I, like I, I agree with you that it really is paint by numbers. If you want to have a successful business, you must do these things. These, these are not optional. Maggie, to
1: your point, as entrepreneurs, we run to the internet and we find other entrepreneurs who've had success at marketing or sales or advertising or lead generation. And then we mimic that. We follow what they've done. We buy their programs. We go to their courses. We go to their webinars and masterclasses because we want to follow their instructions. You're following paint by numbers. These are not right because these are things that have been around forever. Yes, we're just going after them in the wrong sequence.
0: All day long, all day long. I've I've blogged about it for years. That business success has a sequence. Absolutely. I call it the sequence to business success. Ooh, that's a novel idea. Okay, <laughs> 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 and, and I talk about how. According to what you're saying, it's paint by numbers. And I say, it's like an algebraic equation. You can have all the correct variables, but if you're not putting them in the right sequence, mm-hmm. you're not going to get the result that you're looking for. Absolutely. And that's, that's what we've been talking about, right? And that's why when you said to me before we started, oh, Maggie, you're going to love this. This is one of your favorite topics. <laughs> you're, you're right. It is because everybody thinks that they can find a shortcut. And it's when we do that shortcut that we screw up our success rate. Absolutely. You know, you know this. I know this. And that's good that we know this because we help people understand how to utilize it and apply it to their business. But I, you know, I want to share with everybody who's listening right now, Carlton is giving you a really big clue. And if you haven't heard it the way I've said it, hear it the way he's saying it because sequence does matter. Absolutely. My husband gets tired of hearing that. Honey, sequence matters. You can't start on step seven. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I
1: tell you what, Maggie, to your point, anyone listening to this podcast right now, just for just for fun, go to Walmart, buy you a desk. They're gonna give you the instructions. Don't start at one, start at eight, and then do two and then do four, and then do three, and then do nine, and then do one. Do it all over the place. Just turn the page to whatever you want to turn to. And tell me what you build when you're done. (laughs) The answer is going
0: to be nothing. Well, it'll be something, all right, but it won't be what you intend. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, it's funny that you say that because when I was going to school, um, I went to college later, I, I married early, married a Marine, we did the whole military thing for uh, several tours, and then settled back home, and I decided to go to school. And they were telling me I should become a technical writer. I didn't even know what that meant. But hmm. what that means is the person who creates all those instructions that you read, because <laughs> most people are not good at sequencing. Hmm. It's not, apparently, you know, and I didn't know this because it's just something that's innate to me. It's one of my gifts. I, Correct. can, I can correctly sequence something. Hmm. But I didn't know that the rest of the world has issues with this. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is a huge topic. And you said that there's different ways that we can do this, but you've created the road path right? Absolutely. For the business development tasks. And I want everybody to really hear that phrase that Carlton said at the beginning, business development tasks. There is a success sequence.
1: Absolutely. How do we do
0: that? Oh,
1: sorry. To your point, no,
0: there's two different ways.
1: And, you know, there's always choice and and people always have a choice, fail or fall.
0: Enjoy it, whatever
1: you're choosing. Enjoy whatever you're choosing, you know. Uh, They can search Google for business life cycle stage models. Uh, You'll see various models all over there. Um, And you can determine the business life cycle stage. Uh, My recommendation is make sure the one that you find um, has some practical steps to it. And if not, then you understand that they're theory and you're probably looking at something that does not apply to your business. Okay. Um, Or, Or... Uh, we've made this a little bit simpler. They can take a free business sustainability assessment by going to pillar5.com. Um, it's all spelled out, all words. And they can take a free, again, one more time, free assessment that helps them identify the lifecycle stage and the next action steps. Why did we create that? Why was it created? Because we know when you register your business and start your business, that you didn't get an instruction manual in the magazine, in in the mail. So we wanted to make sure that every business had
0: it. I love that. I love that. If only, right? If right. only, and, and it doesn't matter what success you. I, I want to add one other thing. If you have been extremely successful in corporate America, because we're hmm. dealing with the great resignation right now, right? That does not necessarily mean that you know what you need to be doing, To have a successful small business, even if small becomes medium sized business, small business, by the way, definition, one employee to 499, according to the small business administration.
1: Absolutely.
0: So that's, you know, that's like big business in most of our minds, right? Correct. So it doesn't naturally translate apples to apples, and that's why something like this is very beneficial. Carlton, thank you. I can't wait to see what we're going to discuss in episode four of your (laughs) mini-series. Are you going to give us a clue what the topic is?
1: Well, I was probably going to do a little bit of talking about life cycle stages, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Oh, okay. So that may or may not be true. Hmm. (laughs) Okay, everyone. Um, Listeners, you really need to read Chapter 8 in Volume 5. Carlton's chapter is titled, You Decide to Fail or Fall, Both are Proven Processes. Hmm. That's a pretty good title. Okay. So let's let's uh, think about that chapter 8 volume 5 now everybody's going to say well all the books are titled the same yes they are brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner and, and the subtitle is fresh perspectives on profitability people productivity and finding peace in your business what distinguishes them is well we have different authors writing different <laughs> chapters and topics but uh, the color The book cover. Carlton's chapters in volume five, which is the turquoise covered book.
1: That's right. And super honored, international number one bestseller now.
0: Yes, yes, you are. Yep. Go team go. So I would like to suggest you start by reading chapter eight in volume five of the of the book series, which is the turquoise covered book. And at the end of Carlton's chapter, he has oh, by the way, he defines all this. He has an excellent glossary to help you understand the different stages of the life cycle and what you need to be thinking about in them. It's pretty cool. And then on his author page, he has this special invitation for you to go ahead and take the assessment at um, pillar five, right?
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Okay. So that's really cool. And, And you guys Definitely gift yourself and your business that because you'll be like, oh, wow, eyes wide open now. And now you get to choose and whatever you choose, enjoy it. Enjoy okay. it. OK, so Carlton, um, if everybody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way f- for them to do that?
1: Well, the, the fastest way to get a hold of me would be at Brilliant BizBook app. Uh, they can go there and they can get in contact with me. They can look at all of the other authors. They can get into the community um, or they can just look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, I spend okay. a lot of time on LinkedIn. So just look me up at Carlton House is on LinkedIn and uh, shoot me a message, connect with me. Uh, if your business is hitting the wall, uh, give me a shout out. And if it's not, I'd love to hear how the content from these podcasts and from the book Um, is impacting you and your business.
0: Very cool. Okay, so you can, like Carlton said, you can see everything about the book, all of our podcast episodes, every one of our authors throughout the whole series by going to the free app Brilliant Biz Book. Whatever your app store is, Brilliant Biz Book. And we have a feature right there. It's called Ask an Expert. You'll see Carlton Hoskins' name there. Click on it type him a question, he'll get that handy dandy little ding, ding, ding in his inbox saying somebody needs some help (laughs) or has a question and he'll answer that. Pretty cool bonus, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Now I've also mentioned that you have episode 208 and 217 that everybody can go back and listen to to understand where they're where they're at in this whole concept we're talking about in your mini-series and i'm also going to suggest episode 2019 which i did um, absolutely outside of what i'm talking about with um self-leadership i did it on intentions and progression and regression dance that business does all the time. So it aligns wonderfully with what Carlton was saying. And there's some really cool inspiration in there for you too. So 208, 217 and 219. Thank you, Carlton. I normally don't do that, but it's just so in alignment. (laughs) It's perfect.
1: It's perfect.
0: (laughs) Okay. And, and Carlton, I want to thank you for taking the time to, first of all, hang out with us and think about what we wanted to discuss and then share your wisdom. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And as many businesses we can help
0: to grow and become sustainable and thrive, that's the mission. Amen. Amen. And listeners, we need you to show up powerfully and that's why we show up every week and we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. So shine brightly until next week.